Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. That's a long time friendship, and all of a sudden you're you know trying to do these shows, continue on with Steely Dan, continue to fly the flag. Um, I, I guess. Connor had a question uh, about your solo work now. Yeah, I mean, are you gonna right. are you gonna be going down the solo route from now on, as in you know trying to replicate the likes of the Nightfly, or are you gonna continue on in the Steely Dan tradition? What's well, your plans? Um, you know, I, I I've basically been uh, I've already started to to combine you know both in, in the shows we're doing uh, uh, in the last couple of weeks. I've added a couple of uh, things for my solo albums, and uh, I'm also doing a tune that Walter uh, used to do uh, from uh, one of his solo albums um, that I'm... Uh, he used to sing it better than I do, but I, I give it a good shot. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you miss him? <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Uh, it's, uh, you know, we were... we. We met in 1967, so it's you know a half, uh, half century. So, uh, and it's uh, it's a little weird to be up there by myself, but um, you know, I, I I think I should keep the music going. You know, you certainly do. I mean, when you think about uh, your relationship, the Fagan and Becker relationship, Lennon and McCartney, Hall and Oates, Page and Plant, uh, there is that special spark. You know, it comes from the musical duos and. You know, what in particular would you say was so special about your musical relationship uh, with Walter? Well, we met in college uh, in 1967, and um, we were uh, we had a very similar uh, similar taste in music and many other things. Um, you know, uh, humor, the sort of uh, the kind of stuff we'd like to read, and we were. Uh, both uh, very uh, young jazz fans, which was very unusual at the time. Um, uh, and by by the late '60s, uh, you know, jazz had faded as a as a kind of uh, uh, trend among young people. I, I think probably the last time uh, jazz had been popular with younger people was the late '50s, maybe early '60s, when Dave Brubeck. Uh, uh, was popular among college kids and uh, West Coast jazz in general. But, uh, you know, in 67, uh, it was all uh, rock and roll for the most part. So, so uh, uh, you know, uh, that was our bond. Do you like it, though, when somebody says, you know, of all those songs that you guys wrote, um, and this is a kind of a double-parter question, do you like it that people sort of tar you with the jazz-infused rock brush? And with Walter, what song best portrays your relationship? <laughs> uh, well, for the first part of the question, uh, yeah, it's, it doesn't. You know, it's fine. If, uh, in fact, you know, many people have come up and say that our records uh, introduced them to jazz, and they later went on to listen to. Uh, to many uh, jazz musicians and it kind of, you know, it was kind of an introduction which is, is really nice. That's absolutely true. It was through oh, studio. Wow, okay. Oh, big time. I have found a whole load of great jazz because of, you know, just investigating the kind of things that you were into and, and it pushed me down oh, wow, into, okay. into a rabbit hole. No, it's been fantastic. Oh, that's great. As far as the second part of the question, uh, you know, Walter and I, we didn't really write to confessional material or... Uh, uh, that sort of thing. So I don't know if uh, 
I don't know if we ever addressed our friendship in a song. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. But there are so many stories there that big yeah. time. Some something <laughs> must have uh, cropped up that you kind of went, yeah, that kind of sums it up. Yeah, we. I mean, we certainly, uh, you know, had a lot of uh, experiences that went into the tunes, but I don't think there's anything that actually, uh, you know, it's about us too. You know. Yeah, well, again, and and this comes back to another question we had because the Dan are well known. Do you does he do you mind hearing the band called the Dan? Because we say that on the radio yeah. all the time. Yeah, no, it's fine with me. That's okay. okay. Um, but you you're always well known for working in people and drinks and places, right? And if we set you a challenge to write a song about Ireland, what or who would make the cut for you? <laughs> Well, uh, I haven't spent a lot of time there. We were we played there uh, some years ago, but um, uh, I'm not sure. Is there is there any no, Irish in the heritage uh, along the way there? Uh, no, my wife is uh, Irish on one side, but um, uh, you've got nothing. From that, not really. Although uh, in uh, school, I was a huge fan of uh, Irish. Uh, and poetry, like I was a huge WBH freak in, uh, really? <laughs> in school. Okay, okay. Well, a, a lot of our, our great writers ended their time in uh, your great city, unfortunately. Some somewhat uh-huh. the worse for wear. Brendan Behan comes to mind and, and, and the like. <laughs> uh-huh. And also, you know, also I, I uh, you know, took a Joyce course in, in school too, so I'm a huge fan too. Right. Okay. Um, will you Will you get a chance to take a look at any of those um, landmarks when when you get to Dublin? Do you think? I'd love to. Yeah. I, I I think I did that last time I was there, but I'd love to uh, check that out again. I'll show you. No problem, yeah. Connor. You we'll we'll tour guide, won't we? Absolutely. There's yeah, okay. a, <laughs> there's a couple of bars around our neck of the woods that uh, that uh, pop up in Ulysses and uh, and, right. and other things That's that we right. can. We can definitely uh, go there and have a... Well, that's a real project, uh, you know, following uh, Leo, Leopold Bloom around, but, uh, you know... We could, we could do that. Well, because... we do this thing called Bloom's Day every year, <laughs> yeah. uh, where yeah, people right. do exactly that. Yeah, they, they follow in the footsteps. Yeah. You know what, of yeah. everything you guys have put out, what is your favourite Steely Dan album and why? The one that you would hand to somebody and go, oh, you haven't heard our band? Try this. Uh, well, I think some of the... The later ones, probably when I, I thought we were more uh, focused, you know. I think uh, maybe uh, somewhere between Royal Scam and Asia, I guess, is my favorites. It's funny that you say that they're the later ones because Connor and I just looked at each other and went, "Oh, the later ones. That's interesting." <laughs> but yet you hit right on what would be I, I, my favorite my albums. Uh, both yeah. of my favorite, yeah, absolutely. Royal Scam, Asia. Yeah, I was talking about the later ones in the seventies, but. I'm also very fond of uh, the last two albums we did, uh, Two Against Nature and Everything Must Go. I think, I think, uh, actually, I think Everything Must Go is, was underrated. I think it's a great record, but, you know. <laughs> Any newish material in the locker that might uh, be coming out in the form of a, a new Steely Dan album, or what are you planning there? Um, you know, we have some outtakes. We have some stuff that was never finished. Um, I think, unlike a lot of other people, uh, you know, I think those are in the locker for good reason. Mm. <laughs> I didn't think that they they uh, came up to our standards. It just didn't work out for some reason. So uh, I'll have to think about that. Well, that's interesting. You say standards. How come yours and Walter's standards were 
exceptionally high. Where did that come from? That that kind of this is it, and it'll be this sound. It'll sound like this, or it doesn't get out there. Um, I don't know. It might be uh, you know just uh, as again, again you know we we uh, we were jazz fans. We were, and and uh, we we're both uh, you know readers, and I think uh, over the years you know we just. Uh, we both had pretty good taste and uh you know we both uh i think we both liked intricate finished uh works complicated. you know and well it's not complicated for their own sake but just uh, rich i would say every time we play a steely dan record on the radio connor we mm. always go if you're in your garage right now practicing as a band, that's the level. Yeah, that's, that's the gold standard. That's what you need to be able to do. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, we, well, we really you know, took true. it seriously and we, we tried to do the best we can or something, uh, you know, and uh, we never put out an album because uh, for uh, cause, cause, uh, the label demanded it or because we were running out of money or anything like mm. that. It, it seemed like... Why bother if that's the only reason you're you're doing it? We were really interested in putting out great uh, product, you know. Of the Irish shows, who's coming with you band-wise? Tell us, uh, what can we expect? Uh, well, it's the band that, that Walter and I have had for uh, oh, quite a while now, at least a dozen years or more uh, with uh, uh, the uh, stable uh, personnel. Um, you know, we have Keith Carlock on drums and, and uh, Freddie Washington on bass, Jim Beard on piano. And we've got uh, John Harrington playing the, car, the uh, guitar, and then uh, three backup and uh, four fantastic improvising jazz uh, uh, horn players. So we're going to have a big sound in the three arena. It's a big band, yeah. When you look to the left, is it very strange not to see Walter there? Actually, it's look. It's actually well, stage right. <laughs> Depends on how you, how you talk you about see? it. You but, see, that, um, now, see, that's the, the Steely Dan way. <laughs> you, you know, tell it right yeah. or ask the question right. <laughs> it's very, it's very peculiar because, uh, and in fact, when I arrived at the, uh, we did, we did a one day rehearsal before, uh, before the first show, and they had moved my my piano a little towards the center of the stage, and, and that was sad. You know, because because usually it was more to the stage left because you know we we were kind of placed uh, in the center, you know, together. But now it's just me, so it's pretty weird. 